you weren't recording audio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll talk more about it later. <laughs> okay. I just want to be like Santino. Just fucking say it. Just say no. it. You know, you know, you want to say their name. Just yeah. you want you want to call them out. You wanna... <laughs> <laughs> there are some people in this industry who are absolute pieces of shit. That's that's yeah. every industry. That dude's yeah. one of them. But yeah, there's there's something special about. I feel like there's a special breed in this business. But yeah, no, they they exist everywhere. Because it's like I, I also kind of feel, maybe it's just because I've been around it for so long. But I feel like I can just get the vibe of those people straight off the bat. The yeah, show, that you know? that like, that one guy in particular, I had stayed away from him. Like, I wish I could have stayed away purposefully, from him. <laughs> but purposefully, like I never really engaged. And you know, you hear certain things, and you're like, oh, now I know why I never engaged. Yeah. There well, was, at least that you know, increases your resolve of, like, why you never associated with that person <laughs> to begin with. It was, it's like, um, even Katie was telling me some of, like, the scenes that she shot and stuff like that, the scenes that are kind of like, well, I'm glad you're jerking off to it online, because, dear God, I hope you're not doing this, you know, in your real life, you know, and, you know, just nothing, even what she told me was, like, so, like, she was talking about um, Foster. Porn. Oh, Foster, yeah. And but, I didn't even know what that was. She had to, like, she had to explain it to me. Yeah, it's like remember, a Foster, but, it's like a Foster when, family takes in a girl and then and they fuck her. And when she described like, that, yeah, yeah and it was like, and even her, like, telling, like, the premise of it, she kept going, like, ugh, like, ugh. And she, and then she said as well, she's like, and the reason that I'm open about, like, doing this kind of stuff, she's like, no, I wouldn't say that, like, oh, this is what I like or this is what's good. She's like, but... You know, there's all these weird realms of porn that it's kind of like, I'm glad I'm at least doing this in a controlled, consensual environment that's fake, so that you can jerk off to it rather than like actually going out and fucking your foster kid or something. But then it's like I kind of also am just like, how do we reach a level where it's like that's that's the level that you need to get to to like fucking jerk off? Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> the, that's the thing with being so much older, like than you know than the average performer in the business. For me, it's like having grown up prior to, you know, cell phones, the internet, and Pornhub. <laughs> like, I didn't have, I didn't have, like, you know, step family porn. I'm, holy shit. Yeah, I'm, go shoot it on the carpet. Go. Go, she's got it. Yeah, there you go, buddy. <laughs> It's part. Of, it's it's part of the soundtrack <laughs> of your life. So of course, everybody knows but now. Like that was bananas. Yeah, people um, have known I'm chewing things loudly into a microphone for as long as I've been on the internet. <laughs> of course, to know you is to love I'm. Um, but yeah, I think like the the way that the internet has like perpetuated so many like weird fetishes and not not and maybe they're not even weird. They're just you know now they're out Extreme. there for people to see. I well, extreme, than... sure, but like, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure, you know, stepsister, stepbrother, stepmother fucking fantasies have been around forever, but, oh, yeah. you know, people didn't have an opportunity to, like, showcase it, and then, you know, now it's it's weird, like, it's weird for me to see that, you know, when a younger performer comes to the business, like, they they grew up on this stuff, and so... It's not even, you know, like, they, they might, like, a 19-year-old performer might be coming in being like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to do a stepbrother scene 
since I was 13 and it's like, like oh <laughs> I'm like that's great I'm so I'm glad so that I'm, I'm so happy for you <laughs> you have no idea how much it warms my heart to be able to make this happen for you I'm just like so excited I'm so glad that it's, I could be here to fulfill damn. your dream of being the stepdaughter yeah, who gets it's, fucked it's days like this that I realize <laughs> it's uh, days like this that I live for this yeah, is why I do what I do <laughs> I just, yeah I just you know sometimes I struggle trying to find my meaning and <laughs> stays like this. That... It stays like this where you just have all these aspiring young women who just want to be plowed by their step-siblings. <laughs> or step-parents or whatever. I'm a step-top. Alright, anyway. I suppose actually that we should get into this the way that I started where... Alright, how do you start? I talk closely into the mic and I say welcome once again everyone out there to the whore next door. I'm your host Molly Stewart, your favorite internet slut. Today I have with me one of my longtime friends. He makes some really fun faces. And if you knew him in high school, you probably knew him as off-ramp, Marcos Rivera. (laughs) You say say something once in a car (laughs) and it never dies. Why don't you tell us the story behind your high school? We... um, (laughs) We were we were driving back to my to my house and yeah. um, and I like to say randomly that that was my nickname in high school for so a lot nicknames. of things. I have a lot of nicknames, <laughs> and I believe I said that uh, we were talking about an off ramp. Yeah, I was like, you need off-ramp? to get off on this ramp, and you're like, oh, off ramp. That was off-ramp. my nickname. That was my nickname in high school. Now I'm known as off ramp. I have a lot of <laughs> nicknames though. Most of them I've given myself, but off ramp is one that we're holding on to. Yeah, of course. I, I like it. it. It kind of is like, it's the first time that I ever heard you would refer to something completely random as a nickname. And so now, like, many completely have come inanimate, and go. Inanimate as yes. a nickname. It's like, like yeah. hey, guess what I did? What did you do? You didn't put on the center, the wide cam. I didn't. And you just pointed it as a selfie cam. Yep. Ding dong. You are a ding dong. I, I did that. Well, it automatically. Does. Are you going to so restart? Excuse me. No. We know, everyone knows that I'm a giant fuck-up. We know. I've had technical difficulties with almost every single one of these that I've started. So, I just kind of feel like at this point, they just, they know what's up. You don't need to do your ASMR intro? Uh, no, I already did that. No, I know, I'm just saying, I didn't know if you need to redo it with the third, with the third camera only. <coughs> Welcome to the whore next door, brought to you by your favorite. <laughs> I'm not doing this shit again. Am I so cute? I don't you know look super I'm cute. If I'm cute right now. You look super fuck. cute. You look so adorable. My God, fuck. So why don't you tell us about your choice for um, outfit today? I thought we were getting away from like all black everything, but I guess that's not the case. Are you feeling um, a little darker these days? I thought like yeah. with all of your psychedelic trips that you'd be like showing up in tie dye and shit. You're like, no. I'm going on an ayahuasca trip. Like, no, I, don't, I haven't done ayahuasca. <laughs> um, I this is my uniform. My, so, my summer uniform is black. <laughs> That's and, a really uh, good choice for summer, I think. I mean, I'm indoors all the time. I don't, just, I don't go outside. But what's your... Okay, so then alternatively, what's your winter wardrobe? Uh, black. Okay. Um, but spring. I wear but jeans. I don't wear shorts. Oh, but like black winter. jeans or like colored jeans? Like I wear blue, blue jeans. Blue I wear blue jeans. Sometimes like I wear like dark, dark blue, blue jeans. Sometimes I wear like lighter blue jeans. It depends. Oh, that's very sexy. It depends on like the shade of black I'm wearing too. You know, sometimes it's more faded and then mm-hmm. I like to, you know, make sure that I'm contrasting. Just that's, color. True. Yeah. that's true. Yeah. Plus you don't want like... I like a- how you like explain your outfit. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's well, a um, black shirt. Until now, <clears throat> I've only had uh, women. And typically, well, I look And girls kinda, get to talk about their outfit. Yeah. I look kind of garbage today, but like yeah. most girls will show up and they're like, I would they expect, look so good and they're just I like, expect nothing less than for you to get dressed up for me. I know. I don't, I don't do that. I, okay, it's hard. So here's the thing too. It's like now with some people, especially like new friends or whatever, I have to impress them. Right. Because it's like, you don't know me. You don't like, you don't even know all of the shit that's behind this little facade right here. This like, is also you don't the story understand. of my life where absolutely nobody in my life tries to impress me, including uh, my friend over here. <laughs> I, I, They're like, you know how I'm like always trying to impress people? <laughs> Except you. That's, I don't, yeah, you, I don't do it for you. That's crazy. I just, no, no, okay. When I have bitches me. over, excuse I'm totally me. getting dressed excuse to the nines. You, I put on my best fucking flannel for you today. Check here. it out. Michigan represent. <laughs> no, um, but, um, oh fuck. You forgot because you're high. I'm not high yet. I actually waited. You for waited you. to get I high? waited for you, yeah. So I can watch you. Get what high. were we talking about that I was like? <laughs> you were talking about getting dressed up. Oh, I used to, I used to like try to give a shit with you, like when we first like started shooting together and stuff. But then, um, shortly after I met you, I um, moved in with you. And then that kind of takes all of like the mystery out of you know your friend because you're just like, damn. Cause, cause I, I know like, how long it takes them to shit. Because I like, I like just because I just like ballpark. oversized V-neck t-shirts. Yeah. Um, I, like. I wore nothing but like the same black oversized V-neck. And when you shirt. didn't wear it, I it was weird to me. Yeah. And I would be upsetting. Like, I'm like, like are why you aren't going you put... somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're about to watch. We're about to binge watch an entire season. What are you, of a show. Why are you wearing? Why are you, why are you wearing, wearing normal clothes? Put your fucking shirt back on. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Put, your, put your pajamas back on. What's wrong with you? I, yeah. I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like I feel like you are one of the people who has seen me at my worst times, and so I just don't really feel like I have to impress you because despite everything, you still show up here. It's true. You I'm still, still came. You still, you know, you still talk to me and it's kind of like, I can just just do, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, it's an example of my greatness as a person. (laughs) I have seen, I've seen you in uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting times. Yeah. It it was fun. (laughs) Wasn't it so much fun? It was so much fun. It was cool. It was a really cool time. It was a really cool time in my life. Um, it was, we, I mean, we, uh, we we made the best of it. We made the best, we made the best of it. It was like, you know. Fuck, here's this pile of... I can't wait for you to break down, as you're editing later, breaking down my facial expressions while you're going over this part, and you'd be like, that motherfucker. It was like, like, wait, (laughs) okay. Yeah, no, it was, was, uh, we we watched a lot. We watched a lot of movies and shows that I had never seen. We watched all of Game of Thrones. Yes, all of it. All of it. Because I stopped watching... From the beginning. I stopped watching At the Mountain... Versus yeah. the Viper fight. Yeah. And um, so we, we watched all of that. Which was sick, by the way. Yeah. We watched a good amount of community. Uh, most most of it. I think there's a lot of, of videos that you took of me watching Game of Thrones where I'm like... There's one in particular where... Uh, and other things yeah. just like horrified. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was so high one, as of, shit. one of the deaths. It was just no awareness that there was a camera shooting video of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're having an actual like visceral reaction. To <laughs> the show is pretty moment. great. Was it that one? Um, that one movie we watched made me feel ill. I remember it was uh, Midsummer. 
Oh, yeah. Remember, I actually felt ill, and I was like, this is so weird. Like, I really feel like I'm going to, like, throw up or yeah, something had, or pass out. Very, I don't know. Very, uh, I felt like my skin got pale. I was so, like, yeah. disturbed. I don't want to overuse the word visceral, but you had a very visceral response <laughs> to that movie to the point where I was just like, oh, sorry. I loved it, though. It was I loved great. It. it was I, great. I kind of think it's one of those things for me. I it, like movies mm-hmm. or shows that make me feel something, even if, it, even if I'm feeling something that may not be something that I like even if it's a terrible feeling I'm like hey a movie made me feel that you know or a show or this kind of production made me feel that because so many movies you know and shows that I've seen I'm just like I couldn't I don't know who was in it like it was all right when I watched it don't know the name of it exactly but it's like I feel like the ones that really stick out are you know and the ones that I actually remember the names of are the ones that I'm like (gasps) yeah and like the same with actors who absolutely like you see them in a role and they make you hate that character mm-hmm. with like every fiber of your being. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that person's a really great actor. Yeah. And then it's like, you still have to love that character because it's a character that made you feel right. that strongly. It's like, I always hate going into a show or something like that or just a movie and all like the main characters are so basic and annoying that I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I hope they all die. But at the same point, I don't really care if they do. I just turn it off. Right. You know, I like the stuff that just keeps you, keeps you engaged. Yes, Absolutely. I think that's part of the reason also that I that I don't like watching corporate porn because <laughs> it's you know it's going to be the same the same story and scenario like every For sure. time yeah I mean that's that's part of the uh that's part of the rub with this business it's it's uh having to kind of forego your own instincts to do certain things or be creative or whatever because yeah. you have to you have to uh kind of work towards you know the expectations of the lowest common denominator and so it's it could be soul-sucking like any other job but i tell people all the time though the freedom that comes with being able to be in this business for a living definitely outweighs the those parts the the times when it's like oh fuck i have to shoot another cheating wife or yeah or whatever, you know, and then also too, it's just like I had a great day on set a couple of days ago with two like OG performers that I've known for years, and it was like I'd only up until the other day I'd only shot once this month, and it was just this, the way the schedule worked out was like the first half of July was killing me because when I'm not working, I'm usually just like going out of my mind. Because I, you know, I'm like thinking about it, and you know, oh, I haven't shot in eight days. This is crazy. But um, or it's like the big list start coming of all the things right. that you should be doing. Yeah, and you get or just or like or when you're dealing with cancellations and all that kind of stuff. And so yeah. like, uh, so I just I had this date, you know, kind of circled on the calendar. Like this is the one that was hopefully going to like reclaim the month, and it did. They were fantastic. It was like. Well, it was it it was the equivalent of like getting together with old friends where mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, okay, this is why I do this. Yes. This was awesome. This was exactly the way a shoot is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. This is the way people are supposed to have sex when they're mm-hmm. professionals and this is the this is the way that like the, the day every all the communication is kind of unspoken. Everybody is vibing off each other. They know what they're doing. They need to They've go. done yeah. it before. They're <clears throat> friends. They're that's that's one of the fun things about shooting. It's not a porn. day full of teaching moments. You want some? Oh, no. This is um, 
It's one of my favorite things about shooting porn is literally just because when it, when I first started, it was cool because it was like, oh, I'm I'm on set, like whoa, this is like a production, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like real cameras, you know? Like I had cameras and lights, but like it was just this whole new realm. Sure. But then like you know, once you do the same type of scene five to ten times, it's kind of like. All right, but then it started just being about like, oh, it's it's really the people. So it's like I would see somebody that I wanted to work with like coming up like yeah. in a shoot with me. I was like, oh my god, like that's what's exciting. It's right. like I really hope I vibe with this person. And then it's like as soon as you find those really good people that you vibe with on set, it just makes the whole day like play, which is yeah. honestly you know I think it's the, a shift. the most fun. It's, it's like shooting with you. Yeah, we I, always have fun. Yeah. We get so much shit done because we just know each well, other. Well, yeah, we're so familiar we've with each yeah. other. There's no, we don't have to like spend any time trying to figure out what the other one is expecting mm-hmm. or wanting to do. It's like everything sure. is kind of understood already. But yeah, I think everybody goes through a shift over time when they're in when they're in this industry. Like you know, it's it is exciting at first. You know, you're. Um, I know for me, I started in 2011. Um, so yeah, it's 10 years now. And like, I think at first I didn't know what to expect. So I was like, uh, I don't know if I could do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if like shooting people having sex is something that I'm gonna ever be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And then once I realized that it was just like anything else, and I kind of it took away the that kind of auto automatic stigma that's mm-hmm. kind of attached to it, or what the, the assumptions that you have. Then yeah, like, like how everybody thinks a porn set is yeah. is run yeah, versus thinks, how it's actually yeah. run. You know? Everybody thinks your dicks are out all day. Like everybody's <laughs> just doing coke off of each other, and we're all just like fucking yeah. off all day. And well, it's I've like... I've told the story <laughs> n- never in a podcast environment, but I've told the story before about how I shot I shot photos of somebody, and um, I used to shoot at a studio, and um, I shot some photos of somebody, and they wanted to they didn't have all the money the day that they came to shoot with me, mm-hmm. and so. This woman called me and asked me if she could bring the the remainder of the payment to me. And I said, well, I'm at the studio shooting a scene today, but you can come by. I'll meet you out front. You could drop the money off. And she was somebody who had an interest in perhaps performing or was kind of like adjacent to the industry and sex work. Testing and, it out. Yeah. And like, you know, had experience as a sex worker, but wasn't sure if like if doing the thing on camera was going to be like something she'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you're going to be on set? And I was like, yeah, just come by. And she's like, well, what time can I come by? I was like, really, anytime. What time were you thinking? And she's like, can I come by at like 11? And I was like, oh. I'm like, 11 o'clock is, we do 11, 11 a.m. blowjobs. <laughs> and and it was just silence on the phone. Like, on the other end, she's like. Like, am I going to really be I interrupting can, your blowjobs? Is right, that what's like, going to happen? You know, like, when you are talking to somebody and it doesn't matter if you're in front of them or you're on the phone, you yeah. can hear the processing of information yes, happening. you're hearing yeah. their brain turn on and yeah. it's like oh, yeah and i was just fuck. like i had to i had to just like speak again I, the silence was insane and i was just like i'm kidding like there's a, oh <laughs> oh i thought you were ser-. i'm like no like we're not sitting around on site getting blowjobs so we don't stop what we're doing and put everything down and be like who's gonna all right dick? <laughs> cut right it's time for you guys to get on your knees and suck my dick yeah, it's like hey buddy just because you have a dick, don't don't think right, you're exempt right. from this. Get over like here. 11, <laughs> it's 11 a.m., everybody. I'm a little backed up. We're going to need to stop what we're doing. 
I need everybody to get here in a row. I'm just going to go from to each of you, one after the other. Just open your mouth. That's um, it. Fuck, what's his name? Amazing voice, good comedian. I love his voice so much. You love his fucking voice when he's talking about every ship that passes the equator. Don't you remember? Every ship, when they go past the equator, everybody has to suck everybody's dick. It was on, it was on YMH Live. You love his voice. I love his voice. He was wearing oh, the Duncan. Cap. Yes, Duncan. Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Duncan Trussell. Duncan Trussell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. <laughs> it's like, but it's shit like yeah, that. Because you just talk about it with such confidence. So you're like, yeah. It's yeah. like you, you pass the equator. Like everybody, everybody sucks everybody's dick. Yeah, and it's course. like 11 a.m. That's, that's blowjob yeah, time. That's just everybody gets blowjobs. blowjobs. But yeah, that's like kind of, you can, I think, yeah, everybody has kind of these ideas of what porn is. And, and even like starting off, I didn't know what to expect. And then, and then over time, you start to understand what it is, and then you know you get ten years in and having shot thousands of scenes. It's like now I look forward to when I have familiarity with the people that are coming mm-hmm. to set, and like you also I know, know there's not going to be any drama. You know that they're not going to try to start any shit on yeah, your behalf. They're not going to try to like. I know what the expectations are like on both sides. Yeah. Everybody like comes in. The, the idea at that point is to let's take a look at what we're doing and figure out the best, most efficient way to get through this. And the, the goal is to go home. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I love. Like... I love when everybody is about efficiency and they're just like, let's go. I hate when like mm-hmm. you're waiting on somebody who's just on their social media the whole fucking day or like doing this and that. And it's like, I understand you need like BTS and shit like that, but I kind of feel like there's also like there's time and there's place. And so it's kind of like, if the day is starting to drag on and it's because you can't stay off your phone and just pay attention and get the job done, everybody else is not going to want to like deal with working with you again. Right. You know, and it's like, and I've had that even just um, like in the past, like not even necessarily like porn, but just I've shot with so many women over the course of all of yeah, this. Of course. And it's like, I, I can always tell, like I always have a better time and I always make better content when the other performer or just friend basically is there to engage with you and on a performer level to be like, here, let's put out something that looks awesome and that feels genuine and that you still have like a good vibe with, like you can have fun doing that together. But I I feel like I have girls who I've worked with that they're just there to basically make the money. And then it's hard because it's like all the BTS stuff. Like imagine what we could do if we were engaging together for this rather than just having it be. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. It's like we're all here to make money. Like, you know, and so the the thing that I think has changed that I think it's going to continue to change the way people approach things is because now we're in this like world of the independent content producer or people being individual content producers is that um, you start to see really quick the people who are shooting a lot of content with any and all comers Mm -hmm. and the people who are being more like uh, specific and direct about who it is that they're choosing to work Mm -hmm. with because they know that they want to work with that person they know that they're going to have chemistry it's like Mm -hmm. they've hear all these horror stories of people being like yeah I went to go do this like content trade shoot and it was so lame and like the guy was so lame and it's just like what like why would you do that like why yeah if it sucked then go or it's just like why would you put your why would you show up to shoot content with somebody who's like unfamiliar to you like why wouldn't you want to shoot content that you know is going to be like a slam dunk Mm -hmm. and so 
Yeah, I think that is something that we'll start to see more of. You know, you're going to, people will start to kind of like curate their partners a bit more mm-hmm. um, yeah, rather than rather than it. just showing up and being like, well, we're all here. Who's yeah. fucking? Like, that's insane yeah. to me. I don't get it's, it. One of the things but, for me is like, so I guess the difference between like shooting my own content versus like corporate porn, like there's so many differences and there's definitely positives to both for sure. But it's kind of like, Shooting with professional porn, it's like, okay, here's who you're shooting with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, unless it's like someone that I know that I'm not going to shoot well sure. with, and I'm like, hey, that's that's a no. Which is like, nobody. Like, right. I, I don't think I've put anybody on, a, on like a no list, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, I know that I'm going there. This is what the set's going to be. Yeah. This is what the scene is. I'm not making any more money than off of this shoot and getting my name out there. And that's cool, so I don't care who it is yeah. that I'm shooting with. But if it's for like my own personal product something that i have to be proud to like put out that i hope to keep making money on for the you know the extent of my career then i don't want to waste my time with somebody who's going to put in like a half-assed effort like way undercut me on a video sale just because they don't give a shit and they'll go sell a video for like two fucking dollars or like do you know what i mean yeah i feel like the trajectory the trajectory of a porn performer's career ends up mirroring how people end up wanting to have sex in their personal life where it's like when you're younger and the act the act of sex and trying to get laid is about the act it's about you know getting off and all of that you're kind of you know you're way less discerning about who it is as long as they like check off certain boxes Mm -hmm. that's who i want to fuck and i'm cool with that and then you know, you, you're around it for a while longer and then it's like, yeah, you know what? I kind of want to, I want to fuck people that I vibe with, or I want to like, I want to have sex with less people, but I want them to be, you know, I mean, without sounding like a total, with more frequency or or like, but I want, I want the sex to have like, but I want it to be better. I want it to like, I want to have more chemistry with that person. I want it to, you know, dare I say, be more meaningful, but like, but I think that that ends up happening to most people who stick around long enough Mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, I don't just want to shoot with every new performer that's like gotten off the bus Mm -hmm. and you know they're ready to start their career and that's why like for me personally I like shooting with performers that have been around a lot more than I like shooting new people because I I feel like they're that kind of that approach is kind of resident with everybody who I'd say has probably been in the business once you've hit that like five or six year mark mm-hmm. and you that's kind of in the back of everybody's head so even if they're not as familiar with their scene partner they're going to uh, they're going to set the day up where they're trying to create chemistry with the person mm-hmm. because they understand like how much more how much more of a valuable experience it is for everybody oh, for sure. if they can make that happen and I think that's kind of like I know that for me that's partly my job too as a producer and as like a director and you know in some ways as a photographer but it's like setting people up to be comfortable and um giving them the best opportunity to have like a good a a good performance or a good scene or whatever when people are comfortable and feeling themselves and feeling their environment they just they they make better content or or art or whatever you want to call it it's like when Mm -hmm. when they are you know, vibing with everybody when things are going well, that's when you're at your best. Because if you're not feeling comfortable, you're not going to be able to put, you know, your best foot forward. Right. And I feel like 
it's definitely that thing where you become more selective over time and you, and you almost have to because it's definitely that thing of it's especially growing up like I, I grew up with you know the industry and it's like here's all these crazy sexual experiences I had and I would like I would cam with any freaking girl like I was just like let's you know do anything you of know course. and it's yeah. like put yourself out there as much as you can but then you reach a point where it's you just get like I wouldn't say burnout but you just start looking at all the experiences that you've had and you're like okay well this is what was bad about this so I maybe I don't want to work with this person or you know this this type of performer or maybe you know um you know these are just the ones that I vibe with and I feel like this is the best content that I've created so why you know try to just expand everywhere because I don't I don't like a because I feel like the blanket approach for for content like shoot as many performers as many crazy types of scene that's corporate porn. I don't make corporate porn. I make my own personal sure. shit. So sure. for me, I would prefer like to to have myself feel like so good about the content that I'm putting out. Because if I'm happy with the quality of it, sure. then I know that my fans are going to be happy with the quality yeah, of you... it. And that inspires me to make more creative, right. genuine type of content. Like when I shot with Madison Ivy, it was like you were saying about like having a little buildup. Like we mm-hmm. hung out. We just mm-hmm. talked she did my hair for me. We like we smoked a little weed. We we chilled. We talked, You've and then also, we kind of just like somehow before before we knew it, we were making content. Right, and right. it's like it wasn't like oh let's shoot now. It was but again, like, like Madison, Madison's mm-hmm. an, an older performer. She's been I around love for a her while. So but much. that's She's the amazing. thing too is like your trajectory in your career has been you you had the benefit of building your own audience through camming, mm-hmm. and I think that where corporate porn benefits everybody who does it is that it gives the opportunity for exposure that you may not have had the opportunity mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Of that's course. like for new performers. That's definitely the case. Oh yeah. Um, for people who are coming from the cam world, it's a, it's a different mainstream audience. That's like oh, it helped opening me out you up, so possibly much. converting more people to, to the cam world. Mm-hmm. So maybe not, but and like, and then, and then for a lot so of so many great new sure. people, like, like you, for yeah. instance, or even other performer <laughs> friends, like, definitely great yeah like he's all right he's okay um but (laughs) he's cool but i think too it's like and then as sex work in general i've heard this for years too is like a lot of the girls who who escort or who are doing that stuff you know they they shoot these corporate scenes to like either keep their rates up keep their awareness Mm -hmm. up that they're out there whatever it's like it's it's all you know there there's benefits to it i don't think there's any doubt that you know it it gets a little boring. It gets a little staid because, like, but it's like it mirrors Hollywood. Like, how many yeah. fucking new movies are you gonna make? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. How it's many like, Avengers films are you gonna make? There's like, only I'm, so I'm many making new my, ideas yeah, in the world. You know? I'm making my 158th Fast and Furious porn edition like yeah. every month. You know, it's like that's what that's just what it is. Oh, like, it's corporate porn, and it's like, <laughs> right. and like I said, there's nothing wrong with it, and there's always a place for corporate porn, and there always will be. It, yeah. That's that's just yeah. how it is. Hey, it's is, like I love people who say like. Oh, you know, OnlyFans is going to wreck the big corp. It's like, no, it's no. not. Because so many of you either aren't going to put in enough effort. I've even heard so many stories already of girls, like, getting their accounts flight and stuff because it's like they take on this huge workload of, yeah, I'll do it, and then they're not fulfilling right. any of the shit that they say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think that you can, like, operate on this corporate level without putting in entering, any extra work we're entering, That's not the era, work we're entering the era of restricted accounts hey are, are we able to pause this yeah i can i'll just keep it going so it doesn't fuck okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cut um it. just because i yeah, got gonna, i think that i'll we'll be back after these short yeah, commercial I, messages I think I, I think I have a 
uh, potential cancellation. Have you ever been in a situation where a complete stranger is doing something unrelated to you, yet you felt the need to step in? Have you ever seen a post or opinion on social media that you didn't agree with, which forced you into bullying them? Have you ever been so full of yourself that you have to educate everyone else on how to be your clone? Well, I'm here to tell you about minding your own damn business. You'll have a more pleasant experience in daily activities such as scrolling Instagram, shopping at your local grocery store, and even your neighborhood walks. Finding your own business may cause side effects like joy, new hobbies, moving out of your mom's basement, more friends, happier mental thoughts, having more sex with so you don't think you're an asshole and less stress. Ask yourself if minding your own damn business may be right for you. Don't be a troll. Mind your own damn business today. Shall we? Let's talk. <laughs> so, Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. That was only, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, something like that, 15? What was it, like 30? 30, 30 minutes? Because <laughs> we've been filming for like 39 minutes, so now it's an hour. <laughs> that sucks. It's okay. I'm so sorry, everybody. So, um... <laughs> There's often a lot of hiccups when it comes to scheduling things for this industry. Um, and then a lot of shit has to go down and that, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to resolve. And like also sometimes um, some people's dreams and aspirations just aren't as important to other people like mine, for instance, um, when it comes to Marcos caring about things like this podcast you know we show up and he's just on his phone the whole time but like it's okay and it's like that's because everybody has their own thing going on and you can't like expect everybody else to always be on like your level of excitement about something that matters to you so it's like you just do your best so it's like I, i'm supporting him <laughs> i was taught by my online therapist to smile through abuse <laughs> betterhelp.com <laughs> Sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah, podcast sponsor. Um, this podcast is brought to you by yeah. water. Yeah, water. It's free. It's free. Fucking drink water. It's free, and you don't nearly get enough of it. Because you're fucking dehydrated. I don't care who you are. You need more water. Anyway, um, so um, <laughs> this was actually my next question, which is very ironic. And it made me kind of giggle internally the whole time mm -hmm. that you were involved in this because I was going to ask you yeah. what some of your biggest frustrations with shooting pornography are. My biggest frustrations <laughs> with shooting pornography. Yes. Um, <clears throat> well, it's it's evolved over time. Now, uh, I, I was a photographer only for many <clears throat> years in the business, and that was pretty easy. It was a pretty charmed existence in terms of being a photographer. I got paid to shoot beautiful women and I would just go in take my photos and at the end of the day I'd go home and it was fucking awesome it was like cool I just that's all you gotta do I, I, I would I make, I make women <laughs> I make women feel and look and feel beautiful for a living and then I get to go home and I don't have to worry about it and my check gets direct deposited twice a month and I am it's fucking great and then uh, and then I started to direct over time because the thing that sucks the other side of the photography thing is that um, that's what you do and that's where you are and that 
you, you'll just stay in that lane forever unless you figure out a way to uh, diversify your skill set and do more. Um, and so then I started directing and I started directing for other producers, which was slightly more responsibility, but still pretty much the same thing where I get to go home at the end of the day. Other people are writing me my check and it's cool. Slightly more complications. You have to deal more with talent. And that was that comes with frustrations, especially when you're dealing with when you're dealing with talent that are supplied to you by producers who do not necessarily take into account uh, whether or not you're going to hate your fucking life shooting with certain people. That's what you're leaving things up to chance for. Uh, mm -hmm. Now I can pretty much stop that buck. If I absolutely don't want to shoot somebody, I have the ability to stop that. But the other side of that is like the last 30 minutes that will probably be fast forwarded in editing um, was spent having to reschedule a shoot because somebody, one of my performers is sick and is not feeling well and believes they may have, they may have COVID um, due to symptoms that they're having and having to go back and forth with a production manager and the company that we're shooting for and the other talent and trying to potentially find a replacement and then coming to the conclusion that it's not worth it to find a replacement because the scene may suffer. So on one end, I get to make that call and say, I'm not going to shoot something that's going to make the scene suffer. On the other end, I just spent a half hour making that call. So it's frustrating and it sucks, yeah. but it comes with the territory and you end up learning how to deal with it. And sometimes I go for half a month without shooting because of that kind of bullshit. Um, and then other times having that level of control or having that, at least that level of um, knowing that ultimately that I, I get to, I play a much larger role in determining whether or not the scene is going to be successful or good mm -hmm. is nice to like, have that knowledge where it's not out of my hands yeah but it's frustrating as all hell just you know i had you know, romy was my talent mm -hmm. for tomorrow and she doesn't mm -hmm. travel to shoot much especially post pandemic so yep. she came out here to shoot two scenes one of them got canceled because of potential covid exposure and then tomorrow's gonna end up getting canceled so she came out here essentially for no reason which is really frustrating because she's a good friend of mine and i don't like to have people have their time wasted mm -hmm. um and it sucks also because I enjoy shooting her and she's mm -hmm. a, a friend of mine. So it's like, and losing work for the other part that's really frustrating is that, you know, I have an entire crew who depends on our schedule to make their living. And now that's a day that we don't work, we don't get paid. And that's mm -hmm. part of being a contractor and it's a shitty reality, but it kind of comes with the table or it comes with the territory, I should say. Yeah. It comes on. It comes on the table. It comes on. It comes on top of everything. It comes with it. Um, but that is the shitty part of this: is that knowledge of like it pains me every time I have to cancel shoots, especially with the way that things are set up in the industry now. And you know, the, I mean, we're doing probably the best job of any industry around in terms of keeping people safe uh, in a in a pandemic like infested. Uh, time that we live in but I think that you know the, the frustrations that come with that is like 
I, I don't know that I've had a month go by in the last six, seven months where I haven't had to reschedule at least one or two shoots yeah. because of stuff like this. And so, you know, it just, mm -hmm. it's just, it's part of the expectation now, but yeah. it's definitely frustrating. But, you know. I, it's, it's kind of funny because, like, hearing you talk about that, and I know that we've discussed it personally, like, so mm -hmm. many times, like, especially now that you're doing things like actually producing and directing and, like, all of that, like, taking on that much added responsibility um, just to keep everything running, but then on top of that, also feeling that responsibility for everybody else who is working for you. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. is, like, its own new level of hell where you're just like, how yeah. the hell do I manage this? And what's funny is that... You know, for, for as much as, um, you know, and I know that this gets brought up often because it's a reality, but I know that porn stars, you know, often get a lot of, like, hate and constant critique for, like, what it is that we do and how it's dirty and this and that. But sure. I don't think that a majority of people know how many people rely on payment from one shoot. Do you oh, yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how many, how many different makeup artists? Because potentially there sure. can be more than one. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, you know, your your TA. You have potentially a photographer and a videographer. You have sound people, light people, all the editing that goes right. into all the content. Yeah. Like it's it's a business. This it's is not, not like yeah, we're this just... is, and this is not <laughs> this is not like uh, specific to me. This is typically every producer that works for a porn company or a, you know a larger company that produces porn I mean you know typically for a scene I have to I'm writing checks to each of the talent I'm writing you know I mean I, not physical checks all the time talent always gets physical checks but you know I, I pay a production manager I pay sometimes two PAs uh, production assistants I pay makeup artists uh, on in some occasions there's more than one makeup artist if you have a lot of talent on a mm -hmm. shoot if it's like a group scene or an orgy or whatever you might have to pay hairstylists uh, for that day. You have to pay location costs. Uh, I have to pay uh, the agencies, take a booking fee for each of the talent that's booked. Like, there's so much money that's outgoing for every shoot. Mm -hmm. And it's not like people are just showing up. Yeah. There's a little camera in the room. They yeah, suck, I, didn't I make money like it's not. <laughs> I hated I hated my life my my life in the past when I was I, when I was working in marketing mm -hmm. and uh, advertising and PR. Like that was. It was a shitty, soul-crushing existence that is something that I've talked about often with a lot of people, and I much prefer the life that I have now, but uh, it's days like this where uh, an entire shoot and people getting paid and making a living for a day has fallen off the table that like makes me wish that like we could all just like have a salary from a higher power and everybody just like be able to count on getting a certain amount of money every day and you know still not not be holding you know beholden to that only being the only amount of money you can make but it's, it would be nice to know that like you can guarantee money for people but in you know this is just the reality of the business it, it's it's a that's the toughest part the toughest part is now that having that responsibility and then feeling like fuck like yeah you know this is i've had three shoots and two cancellations this month so you know i'm three i'm three for five and so that's and you know each one of those canceled shoots is not going to be able to be made up in july because we're already almost done with this month and so that's getting pushed back to next month and people have fucking mm -hmm. bills to pay and you know it's it's just one of those things where 
you know, I, I think it would be, I'd love to be able to guarantee things for people, but I can't. And that's a mm -hmm. shitty situation to be in. It's a shitty reality, but yeah. you know, I'll, I'm not going to let anybody starve or let no. anybody not yeah. have their bills paid. So I'll, I'll handle that as needed. But like, I think like it's a, it's, it's a shitty reality, you know, like it's, it, it's a painful conversation to have to have with people when it's like, it feels like every other shoot you're having to cancel for one reason or another you know and they're all legitimate reasons it's yeah. not like you know it's not like oh, you know, we don't we're, we're no longer dealing with days where it's like you know the girl got, got fucked up last night she was partying and now she's hung over yeah. and she's not gonna be able to make it to the shoot or show it's like those days are done like the bullshit days of porn where we used to have to deal with assholes being assholes and like that was the reason why stuff got messed up that's not really the case anymore now we're like you know, you're dealing with people being sick and like people being legitimately worried that they might be sick with something that's and more serious wanting, than just and a not cold. Wanting to give it to right, else. and not wanting to <clears throat> infect other people and erring which on is, the side of caution. All which is incredibly stuff, so. responsible. Yeah, and it's the most responsible thing <laughs> I do in my life. <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's always funny to me when people just think like how dirty this industry is mm -hmm. when in fact it's it's like we're probably. I, I was just talking about this with Katie. It was like, we're probably cleaner than a majority of the population, at least like knowingly that we are. Because like, I even in, even in past, like wanting to have sex with someone like outside of the industry, there's a lot of people who are like, well, why, why should I have to get tested? What, like you don't trust me? You know? yeah, and it's and like, also and too, we just like, go in with the, the expectation that we're like, you're tested. Right. And show me the paperwork that you're tested. Right. We know I'm tested, you know, but it's like that's the, we that's, give a shit, and, and and that even goes to COVID, yeah. Because it's not like he even has you know something bad, you know, going on down there. It's that he's like I feel just unwell enough, right. That I'm like I don't want to get her sick potentially, even if it's a cold. Sure, you know? and and that's the part of I think that's the 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 real you know thing that I wish people would understand about this industry is like as many shitheads as we have. First of all, every industry has shitheads. Every Everyone. Every everyone is a shithead, um, <laughs> but as many shitty people as pe people perceive this industry to have, and like they they think it's a dirty business, and they think it's that the people are you know gross, and that. But the truth is, is that like this is a very regulated business, and it keeps it everybody safe. If you, if it right? If you, I mean, just look at look at the art like as an industry our rate of hiv transmission considering like how often people are having sex with different partners with all of the 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 transference of bodily fluids and all the stuff that's going on every single day there's a ton of porn being shot probably in your next door neighbor's house so you don't even realize uh, and if those people are tested oh, sorry remind about me to that. tell you about the naked neighbor story because i Fuck gotta tell you yes hang on but um we've had you know, I can count on one hand the number of like HIV scares we've had in the time that I've been in the business, and that's ten years now. And you know, look at the amount of HIV that is being spread. Just like if you just want to take Southern California by itself, mm -hmm. you know, look at look at the pop the, the overall population of you know with for whatever whatever you know subset of people that you want to look at that are that are transmitting HIV to each other. It's like this industry is safe. Like mm -hmm. it's safe oh. and it's, and it's regulated. And I am very like, I, that's, I will always stand up for this business, even though I'm not like a sex performer. Yeah. Because I know that like, I know the amount, you know that, I know the importance it. that people place yes. upon like, the, like okay, on so keeping I, everyone safe. I say this all the time, but maybe you guys don't believe me because I'm just a fucking performer. 
But here's a fucking producer who's been doing this for, say it again, how many years? Ten years. Ten years. What happens if there's an HIV scare? Oh, we shut down entirely. Oh, oh yeah. The industry gets shut down entirely. Nobody can work. Um, it is, there has to be a full, there, we have to do, they have to track the genealogy of like the people who are potentially infected, go completely down the line of all their potential scene partners, the people mm -hmm. who may have come into sexual contact with them, do a complete partner history of, you know, of the people who are potentially affected. And then from there, we basically wait. Everything shuts down. Nobody's making money. Nobody's shooting. And if people continue to shoot during those times, you probably won't see them around much longer because the industry takes it really seriously. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we don't, we don't fuck around like, with that stuff no. because the <clears throat> thing that people don't understand is that every this is a this industry is a business and it's every single person that's involved is there to get paid nobody is there to uh nobody nobody's involved in this fucking business for the love of the game mm -mm. <laughs> like i don't like i i have never once showed up to set and just been like man i can't believe i get paid for this i'm mm -hmm. like i don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> like so and, that, and I could say that for every single person that works, whether it's the makeup artist, whether it's, you know, sure. the PA on set who's having to take all the shit and like having to, you know, like, oh, uh, hey, man, we ran out of douches. Can you run over to Walmart and go look How like a creep? How many times have you been squirted on like, yeah, the face or yeah, something? Yeah, I got like... squirted on. I've had jizz hit me. I've had everything. It's a fucking work hazard. But it's clean jizz and clean <laughs> sport. I'm never worried that I'm going to... Uh, it's not, it's not as if like, some, like I got syphilis caught by, the face. Or, yeah, you know, I've never, it's, I'd be a lot more worried if I was like riding New York City subways and getting errant homeless guy just hitting my skin, <laughs> then I'd be really worried about what I'm catching. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a completely, you know, safe industry. Yeah. Um, I've only really felt like that way. I've never, business. I've never had an experience like, and I know that I know people that have, you know, and I'm not discounting that, but myself personally, and I've been very lucky because I know that it, I know that it happens frequently because it happens everywhere yeah, in every industry. You can't tell me differently. You can't tell me. Look at Hollywood. Look at Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> when we're, we're fucking, it all, oh, it's so It bad. also makes <laughs> it, it makes it really difficult though. Once you've been in this industry long enough, um, I always quote Doug Stanhope, who's one of my favorite stand-up comedians of all time. He has Shut a up. he has a stand-up special from I believe it was like 2006 called No Refunds. You should check it out. Um, it's done in New York City, and it's at a certain point he's telling a story about herpes, and he makes a joke about and like when he, he talks about um, it's a it's a joke that I won't repeat because I could get canceled for saying <laughs> it, but he wouldn't. But anyway, at the end he he mentions herpes. Uh, and there's like a groan from the crowd, and he he, he addresses the crowd and says, "Hey, uh, I've been a I've been a player in this life, not a spectator. When you've been when you've been around as long as I have, I look at herpes like a skateboarder looks at a skinned knee. It's not a big deal, and that's kind of how you start to look at STIs when you're in this industry long enough. Like." And, it, and it's not good for table conversation with people because your no. reality is so different from everybody else's. Oh, like, like if, if I know anybody who tests positive for gonorrhea, I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you after your Z-Pack like, <laughs> fucking goes through you and then I'll see you back on set in a couple weeks. It's and I know like, that you're good to go. Like, whereas 
that conversation can't happen with people that aren't like regularly checking up on themselves, know what's going on, have an understanding of like, you know, because like some people go unchecked and that shit gets out of control. Sure, and And then they then they end up wandering the streets talking to themselves because it attacks their brain after thirty years of not fucking doing anything about their syphilis. But like that's you know, but that's the truth about this business is that you know you you shoot here long enough and you know I'll have a passing conversation with a performer and a a girl will be able to tell me ahead of time like yeah my pH is all fucked up I (laughs) am not feeling right I have to you know I need I need to take this this and this because I just like I know I've been working too much lately the amount of like new bacteria that's being introduced into your body from different scene partners people Mm -hmm. that you've never worked with that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't necessarily like working with new performers yeah uh you know you used to have a joke that you know like new girls have to work the djs out of their systems because they're all they're all fucking strange off camera and then once they realize that they start losing work every time yeah you know they're fucking danger mouse or whoever no sorry i'm not throwing real names out there but i'm just saying like anytime they're you know, like I went to a rave and yeah. you know I banged a DJ and the next thing you know they pop positive for chlamydia and it's like yeah maybe you want to stop fucking DJs because those guys aren't getting tested. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because what what's so awesome about um, like so growing up for me like sex was never talked about like at all. I didn't get like the talk. I was freaking homeschooled, you know. Neither my, did I. Getting my period was a complete and total shock to me. I thought it was dying, but. <laughs> It was not cool, but it's funny because while this isn't an industry that I necessarily like, I never fantasized about being in and it just kind of happened. I feel like I learned like what? My dynamic with you would be so different if at any point in our friendship and conversation, you said the words, I fantasized for so long about being in porn. I would have been like, ugh. (laughs) It was my benefit from yeah. the time I was like, I wanted to fuck I, my stepdaddy. I want this so bad. I've wanted it for so long. I've been like, ugh. Be, I'm not yeah. Sorry. No. Not to interrupt. <gasps> not to interrupt. It was so. like, it was never my choice. But what's been cool is kind of like, because that stuff was like never talked about, I had no idea even about things like STDs and STIs mm-hmm. or, or, I don't, I guess STIs the correct yeah, whatever SCI. something sexually transmitted infections i don't fucking go anywhere i, I don't think we've i think we know. well it's i think correct. we've strayed away from diseases um. once realized that like you don't necessarily keep all of them for the rest of your yeah, life it's disease, a, yeah disease implies that you're like a fucking leper or something yeah so. yeah anyway whatever the correct term is didn't really have any idea about any um, any of that kind of shit you know would you like some more coffee no, i'll get I'm you right. some I'll get you some in the moment when I... I'm good. No, I'm good. I okay. think I've had... I, I okay. probably don't want to have more. Yeah, okay. I think I'm good. Um, um, but getting into this, it was like, oh, like getting regularly tested. Seeing that these things, like, that even though they were things I, like, passively knew of, they were, like, huge fears. Like, oh, my God. Like, I'll, you know... And I'm not saying that, oh, like, go around and, you know, fuck everybody that you want and get SCP. STIs. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just saying that kind of like it was one of those things where it's like maybe you don't always know, maybe they don't always know, maybe the test, you know, didn't catch it because sometimes it can't catch it in in the first yeah, like you know period or whatever. But it's one of those things that's not going to completely wreck your life. There mm-hmm. are easy ways to fix it. It's just like getting sick in any way, but it right. just happens to be in your genitals, which is really unfortunate and can <laughs> suck. 
But I Your feel genitals. like I feel my genitals. <laughs> Man, I got sick in my nuts. Wait, what? These nuts. <laughs> in my genitalia. Ay, ay, ay. Fuck yes. But it's cool because it's like even like little things like, I'm sorry, ew, but yeast infections. It's like girls were just so open to like talking about like, oh, this is how like I prevent getting this. And, and this is, you know, a, this is a really good wash <laughs> to like take yeah. care of your business after a scene or whatever. And it's like, they're just so open to be like, I've had girls tell me like, hey, like I'm just a little off. So it's like. You know, if it's bad, just let me know. I want to like clean it, and I'm like, it's never bad. But they're always like so mm-hmm. courteous and just out there with it, and I think that's, that's cool because I would rather just like know, you know, <laughs> like because sometimes even if it's like you know it's not the most pleasant thing, it's just kind of like it is what it is. It's a vagina, you yeah, know. Plus, like, it's an open hole. Like, what do you expect? Like, I always say, plus, plus, if you're a real man, you just eat the stink out. You know what I'm saying? You just like, eat you the just stink gotta right out. Gotta get rid of it. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling so fresh. You'll be like, don't worry, five minutes, we're going to eat the stink out of you. It's fine. It's good. It's good. If a guy's grossed out by your, by any sort of like... Feminine odor. Feminine odor, then you need to find a different guy. (laughs) I'm just saying. Because like, I'm fucking sorry, Please do yourself a favor and toss that person aside. I'm sorry, but I've gone out on on balls. Yeah. And let me tell you, they ain't always fresh. They're not always fresh. But am I like, hey... Your balls fucking sing. I'm not gonna suck your dick. No, you just suck the dick because it's like if the dick is in your throat, you're not really smelling very much anyway. Because I mean, it's like shit is blocked, so uh, it's and fine. On this like, point, come on. on this but point, but also wash your wash your genitals also. Come well, on. let's also let's, let's also there should be you should have a staged approach to potentially having a partner, and that's you know sometimes you can't always get to the shower, especially if you're like in the throes of passion. Have some baby wipes nearby. Mm-hmm. Keep packs everywhere. I have, my house is covered in baby wipes, literally because I shoot porn here. But also, yeah. it's like because you never know, and like sometimes I just clean my feet because nothing, gross. nothing goes as far. Your feet are fucking nasty. Hey, all but the no, time. no, no, look. Wait, wait. I'm sure. Look. Here it comes. Look, I've been getting pedicures. Yeah, the bottom. You don't want to show those to me right now. They're kind of like they look like discolored. It's probably the lighting. But they look What's like kind of yellowy and like weird. My feet are always yellow. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> hey. Damn. A lot of men. Nasty bitch. A lot of men pleasure themselves to these Sasquatch paws. Let me tell you, sir. It never, it never ceases to amaze me. It um, never ceases to amaze me either. So. Did you know I have to shave my feet? <laughs> um no no i have to like shave my feet like i'm a fucking hobbit man like okay i have little little like dark hairs that grow on my big my big knobby toes <sighs> like that and then there's like a little strip that goes down like the top of my foot so when i shave my legs i just shave the tops of my feet and my big toe you should just wax your feet on video that sounds so fucking painful. I don't want to wax my feet. Whatever. I've yeah. waxed my pussy before. Or can I say pussy on YouTube? I'll just bleep it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm allowed to do. Um, what, your cat? Yeah, my cat. Uh, I waxed my cat before. Did you know I used to have a naked cat? Like a sphinx? Yeah. Um, but anyway, I waxed that before. That was like the worst pain of my life. I never Like, met it, it was worse than lasering. Mm. Worse than that lasering. Sucks. It was awful. I would never do that again. Anyway, to go back to my original point oh, before she interrupted with her feet. 
um, <laughs> I think a, a courtesy a courtesy wipe of your yes. genitals, given the situation, is always a good idea. Like um, Manscaped. Yeah. Manscaped. They have ball wipes. They don't sponsor me, but um, yeah, I have Manscaped ball wipes. In my I mean, head. that's she's a brand whore. I am. Just get any baby wipes; they'll be fine. This is called yeah, the yeah. whore next door. What do you think I I'm know, trying to I do here? That. I Honestly. The brand, just... the brand whore next door. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, but I guess going back to the original point of all this, like, we kind of hijacked our own conversation. But I, I think that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a general lack of understanding of how, like, safe this industry is and, like, how seriously people take, like, their kind of sexual health. Um, and that, because... I think they're, you know, the, the more experienced performers get, the more experienced people are in this industry, you realize that, like, if you are flying fast and loose with your sexual health, you run the risk of taking food off of people's tables mm -hmm. when you show up and you pop dirty for a test and then all of a sudden scenes have to get canceled and then you might establish a reputation of being that person and then people you're not going to get booked you. as much and because people know it's a liability to yeah work if with i you. i mean if that happens to me like i you know i'm always willing shit happens and so like i'm completely understanding if somebody pops dirty it's not like i won't shoot them again but i've had several performers over the years that i know like have cost me plenty of money and just as a principle I won't work with those people mm -hmm. um, there are plenty of people who will and more power to you have fun with that maybe it didn't happen to you but like I have a long memory and had it happen if, enough and times if you and if like... you if you fuck with my money then I'm not gonna fuck with you like that's just how it is and I think that's generally like Don't I think that's the, the general I think that's the general attitude in the industry and I, I also mm -hmm. think that that's like a good attitude to have yeah. because it teaches people consequences for yeah. For being idiots so like well, we, we like, are an industry filled with consequences even though we have a reputation for being filled with <laughs> shitheads and if, they do exist and if you're a shithead as... long enough it comes back to get you exactly. at some point exactly it does and it's like whether exactly. whether fans then are you just go and have a really other like successful only fans and that and then that happens now wait what your the consequences that you just go on to have a really successful only fans <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just fucked my DJ boyfriend on my OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, really don't have a problem with DJs. I'm sorry to anybody who's a DJ. I'm like really good at it and who has a, a clean dick. I mean, that's cool. But anyway. Power to you. But I do. But I, I was kind of like, hey, shoot whatever you want to shoot. <laughs> do, do what you want to do. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's, if that's what you want to do, if that's, if that's what the. It, or if that's what the circumstances, like the consequences of what mm -hmm. you've done have led you to do, then it's kind of like, yeah, if it works for you, then, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean... It doesn't affect me, you know? <laughs> I don't give a shit. I have, like every any other job, I have days and weeks and sometimes months that I, I question my very existence in the work that I do. And, but then... I, I always come back around to being like, and this especially happened when COVID, um, when COVID happened, mm -hmm. uh, and all of a sudden we were locked down and you really do gain an appreciation. Like when we were able to come back to work and we were able to start shooting again, in some cases we, you know, like 
you and I started shooting content mm-hmm. like pretty early on um, for your for your OnlyFans and yeah. like I think you gain an appreciation of like exactly what this industry stands for and like what this industry really stands for is like and it's weird because it sounds like it sounds super like I'm running for office but uh, there is no industry in this country that stands for what freedom of speech and freedom of expression is as far as what this country uh, defines it to be than the porn industry. Uh, We are absolutely on the bleeding edge of figuring out what the lines of impropriety are (laughs) every day with the stuff that we shoot, with the mistakes that the industry makes. And, you know, like everybody, people, no matter how outwardly opposed to it they are, everybody watches porn. And so... We're, we're the uh, we're the quiet conversations that are happening in the in the back rooms, but you know. But the truth is, is that like we, you know, the, the second that the second that we go away, there's big problems ahead. Yeah. <laughs> there's huge problems. This industry is is a is a bastion of free speech and freedom of expression. And I remember going through the pandemic and. You know, there were a lot of questions that were a lot of really tough questions that were being raised in the industry about like, you know, what at what point are we allowing adults to make choices um, to do the things they want to do to whether it's to go back to work? At what point do we allow people to uh, make a living understanding what the risks are that are involved and how to but also how do we mitigate those risks to make sure that we are keeping people safe because this industry is about safety isn't that it's kind of funny because it's like that's that's kind of how the the pandemic itself went it's kind of like at what point it's it's one of those things like at what point do you allow people to make the decision to be like hey i this is what i'm gonna do because isn't that supposed to be the the freedom that we have because it's like you can define freedom in so many ways because it's like oh you have you have the freedom to succeed and have the american dream right right but the difference with freedom is that freedom isn't, uh, it's it's not like, here's your freedom, this is what's guaranteed to you. It's like, here's your freedom, you have the freedom to succeed, but you also mm-hmm. have the freedom to fail. Sure. And it's like, and it's kind of like that with everything. So yeah. it kind of goes down to at what point do you allow people to just live their lives to how they feel safe, to how they, you know, see fit to live Yeah. versus like... Yeah. I'll never forget uh-huh. having an interaction with a model who is not in the porn industry. And we've, I've told you this story mm-hmm. before, but she, mm-hmm. uh, I remember her like saying to me like, Oh, you know, I would hang out with you, but I feel like you're unsafe. And I remember replying saying, you feel that I'm unsafe. How, when was the last time you were tested for COVID? Oh, I've never been tested for COVID. I'm like, I get tested every three fucking days. Mm-hmm. Like, just to have the luxury to be on set. Like, I'm more tested than anybody else that you know in your fucking life. And you have the balls and to sit there and act like my lifestyle is risky because I'm around performers on set. And go s- fuck yourself. <laughs> and and if you happen to see also. this and you know who you are, <laughs> go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. And I will never work with you again. <laughs> but also, okay, you... While you're also getting tested like every three days, correct? Mm-hmm. How often is everybody on set around you getting tested? Because who's allowed on set with COVID? No one. No you have one. to have a 24-hour test. 
prior to showing up on set. Yep. And it's and that's and that's the reality of it. I mean, now Mm -hmm. we've we've lifted some of those restrictions because a lot of people have gotten vaccinated, Mm -hmm. and you know we're, you know, that's the other part too. Is like you you know you have to, you have to allow yourself to trust certain things that are at work. Like you know, I I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go like conspiracy nut and people being like, well, I don't know what's in that vaccine is a microchip. I'm like, I carry a fucking microchip with me all the time. I know where the fuck I am. I know everybody knows where I am. My data is being sold. Like the idea that a vaccine having a chip in my arm is somehow going to turn me into some fucking cybernetic organism that's going to help ruin the the earth and like destroy countries and mankind is just, absolute lunacy and you're insanity. You're just going to shush. You're it's, just going to turn magnetic. What right. But the idea. But the, the, I got vaccinated, and I've had this conversation a lot. Like when the pandemic first came up, and I was and I was thinking about vaccines. I'm like, I'm not getting fucking vaccinated. Are you kidding me? Like everybody wants you know there's like there's a eugenics agenda and there's all this stuff and i was paying attention to the pandemics of the world and i was paying attention to all that stuff and then four months in i didn't have the luxury of not fucking working anymore so when it became clear that there was going to be a vaccine available that was going to allow me to work with less restrictions guess what i got the fucking vaccine and if you think that's stupid maybe you're in a situation where you have more luxuries than i do but i have to fucking work to make a living and if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. So mm-hmm. the vaccine was a means to an end. And you know what? If, uh, if, in, if in 10 minutes the, the CIA who has been bugging Molly's house uh, hears the conversation that I'm having and I get shut off and you just see me go limp, then I was wrong. But in the meantime, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and she's praying for uh, it. She's praying for please, me to get shut off. Please turn she wants off. the switch to turn me off. Talking. This is like my podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Just but that's kidding. but but that's the truth, and I think that like that's the situation, and, and I, I see that yeah. more people in the industry, on on average, have gotten vaccinated just for that same reason. You know, it's like why wouldn't you want to go back to work? You know, it's like. <laughs> but it's like it's funny when. <laughs> People are like, oh, I don't know what's in it. And it's like, you're doing coke on the weekends. Right. Like. I don't know what's in that. Being, did you cut it yourself? <laughs> you know what's in it? Like, <laughs> you know what? They're taking videos, putting it on their fucking Instagram stories. Like, I don't know what's in this vaccine. Hold on. Give me a number two. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Super uh, size yeah. Really. Super size that. Will you and make, make sure you give me some of that sweet and sour sauce for my fries. I want extra of that and then is it curly fries with an owner and give me a number three it's like what the fuck like you're worried about what the vaccine has in it yet you're fucking putting bullshit in your body all the time if you don't want to take it like that's fine but also then don't make up a bunch of reasons why you don't want to take it like if you don't want to take it then just don't take it if you tell me oh it's gonna track me it's gonna like turn me fucking it's gonna make me buy microsoft stock like just if you're in the and if you're in the industry and you and your personal choice was not to get vaccinated I'm still going to pay for your COVID test. And as long as your test comes back clean, you're going to show up to set just the way it was when we yeah, all had to it's test not all the be time. Any difference. It's not going to make any difference. I don't care what your political agenda is. I don't care if you have one. No, it doesn't matter. Like That's, as long we're as, here to as work. we're here to make money, as long as it's you, just, as long as what you're coming to the table with passes muster and everybody is able to shoot. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit about anything else. It's like, everybody just needs to shut the fuck up about it and just like go, go I'm back to work. I'm just tired of every, my thing is that I don't care. It's like, if you'd want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. I'm just tired of fucking hearing everybody 
fighting about it. It's like, why Why is this a thing? Why are we making this like a politicized thing? Why is this thing that we're fighting about? Who fucking cares? When was the last time we were fighting about like any vaccine? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's like a. I can't thing. hang out with you. You didn't get the polio <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm not. You're such a piece dick. of shit. <laughs> yeah. I hope you and your whole family die. Guess what? Now there's a bunch of people that are getting measles now because people aren't getting their children vaccinated. And now you're putting us all at risk of measles, you fucker. Like, look, I don't give a shit. Just vaccinate or not, just get tested it's and then you can use. come shoot just, for me. I don't give a shit. Just be as safe as you feel comfortable being safe. And if your comfortable level of safe isn't good for the people... Don't be around them. That's mm-hmm. it. It's like you don't have to fucking fight about it. Just live your fucking life. I don't know why. Everybody got to be so judgy and everybody's so angry all the time. Y'all just need to smoke more weed and just think about things rationally and realize that what other people are doing is really none of your fucking business. So, you know, who gives a shit? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I love the people who are trying to rebook trying to rebook tomorrow for September. I'm like, I wanna I wanna get it done like in two weeks. What is this shit? September. Mm. Yeah. Apparently some mm. people are cooler with deferring their money longer than I am, but anyway, it's whatever. Mm. But um yeah, we we live in interesting times, but we're we seem to be getting through it. I didn't know how things were going to be. I didn't know how... We, it was so scary at the beginning. Like, especially you. I remember, like, we were talking about it so much because <clears throat> it was just, like, never knowing when it was going to come back. Yeah, I never knew when I was going to get back to work. And it's right? like, for me, luckily, I still had the ability to do <clears throat> my own thing on mm-hmm. fans only. And, um, <laughs> and I was still able to do that. So I'm like, well, you know, let me pay you to freaking do it because it's like it's your time you're the one doing all the work and it's like i guess you know because you helped me kind of get back into shooting after everything that happened mm-hmm. so it's kind of like and we were living together and it was just kind of like yeah i didn't well, even think about it that way and then i was like well shit like you're out of work like let's do this yeah and, and i, I wish I, more models would see the benefit in paying someone to produce quality content for them because as much as fans like to see our amateur stuff they still like to see us in the same type of shoot that they would maybe get in a more corporate well there's also like you're you're and you're you're helping someone out right but you're and which was amazing and i'll always be thankful for that but i think but i think that like i think the other part of it too and a lot of it helped me put things into motion for myself and realizing that like I had to start uh hustling a bit more in terms of understand you like we always come across these like gaps I feel like as a performer you are like whether you're camming or you know if you're uh doing something like an OnlyFans you're kind of you you kind of have this like intrinsic sense of value you know what uh, certain things cost. You know what to expect, whether it's like from members who tip. Thank you. Um, you know, people that you can expect certain tips for certain types of content. So there's always this kind of like value proposition. Whereas a shooter, you're always questioning like, oh, you know, are my rates too expensive? Am I, you know, am I charging enough for the amount of work that I put into it? And then once 
this all happened, it made me realize that there's absolutely a value to what I do. And it's not just the shooting part. Or it's not just the quality of photos or the quality of the, the work itself. It's also like one of the things that I've heard right over and over again is like most people will say like, yeah, you know, I, a lot of people, I don't hire people to shoot because a lot of people just like my amateur stuff. It's like, yeah, but you also don't shoot nearly as much as you can. And you take forever to turn your shit around. I'm not talking about Molly. She's an anomaly when it comes to that. But like Thank I'm talking you. about more about like the the performers out there who take forever to fulfill custom orders for for uh, for customers for clients and like and if you can come to me and knock out a bunch of stuff or any of the other shooters that are doing this now because we've all had to like diversify what we do but you can come to me get a bunch of shit shot in one day and have it sitting in your Dropbox the next morning sometimes the Just same turn day but like why wouldn't you do that like is is that not worth the money or would you rather have people up your ass about customs that you're too lazy to get out the door because you know there's other shit to not do or whatever it's just like like, it's just silly like it's like to me once i realized that that is something that i bring to the table that gave me a lot more confidence moving forward where it was like okay even if the corporate porn or the pro porn stuff doesn't come back I can make a living doing this because now I understand what I bring to the table for people in the way this industry is constituted right now and oh so, absolutely and that's always been something in the back of my head and like, like going wondering back, if you had that value well like, also too but like going back and shooting for you know I produced for Brazzers and Reality King so I work for MindGeek the evil empire to a lot of people but nah, like I love them so but the thing MindGeek going thing. back the thing going back to them one of the things that's been really good for me is like understanding <clears> like I don't need to do this and it's incredibly freeing to not feel like I have to work for these people in order to make my living it's like I can take it or leave it if uh, like when you have those three shoots in a month you mm-hmm. can just start be like alright well I'll try to book content with these people who I know like right. to shoot with me yeah and it's like if, if, if it were to go away um, if it gets to the point where I'm like just really tired of shooting the corporate stuff I love what shooting for this company has done for me because it's given me access to like pretty amazing performers um, I shoot a lot of people that in regular walks of life people will see that I've shot photos of certain people and be like holy shit you know her or you know that person and it's like well yeah they're just a person but I wouldn't have access to the people that I have to shoot like whether it's you know we never would have met like we wouldn't yeah. have, we wouldn't have the relationship we have now like she's my favorite model like we yeah we make I amazing reached out to you on your website yeah. before I shot for uh, yeah, well, browsers and when, you never yeah. replied to my messages so I mean you know it's you fine. don't you it's fine you ain't shit it's like you ain't shit until I've already shot you you know what I'm saying but anyway uh, <laughs> you ain't shit until I've been forced but to she, shoot you <laughs> but, but, but like I wouldn't if it wasn't for this business we wouldn't have met and she's probably the like I think as verified by like everybody who follows my work who has seen my work like would would agree that like my work with her is probably the best stuff that I shoot um, and it's just because we know each other <laughs> but we know each other super well and we're comfortable with each other and you know and uh, and so that is because of this business if I you know and and that comes with having the like I love the fact that I have that luxury I love the fact that you know that uh 
I do have access to like beautiful women that I could shoot a lot of times whatever I want with if given the opportunity and like a lot of people don't have that chance and especially a lot of and we've shot some stuff that's just like cool and like people think people think that like okay so like I love just shooting in general it's like yes the the censored stuff you know is like what makes money obviously Mm -hmm. but the stuff that I like to make is stuff that's fun like even just um like when we did the shoot where we met Laura for the first time yeah and then it was just like with the knife and it was like just really dramatic and it was cool the the spider Gwen thing like the the cosplay little video I'm a portrait photographer at heart so like yeah any time that we have the opportunity to shoot something that's not porn related, I'm going to jump at it because I see pussy every day. Cats. So many cats. But I see, I see, I see, I see nude women every day. And it it, gets boring, that's not, guys. but like, it's no, it's like, I love shooting nude women. I love, well, yeah, I love but women. I'm like, obsessed with not... women. That's why I'm in this business. But it gets, it's like, okay, I did that. Like, Every day for the past my, 10 my years. My point is like, that it's not that it's not enjoyable still. It's that it's kind of right. like it's just a different kind of enjoyment because yeah. it's it's normal. It's not like, oh, my fucking, oh, I get so, you know, hard every time I shoot well, like a performer. We, like it's, it just becomes like well, an art form where it's just like, how can we get like the best also, shot of right. your body in But also too, like when we shoot for OnlyFans or if we're shooting for a large company like it's content that's there's a mentality that comes along with content you're trying to get through it you're trying to get as much done as you can in as little time as possible you want to make sure the work is quality but if you're a fucking professional that should kind of come with the territory you shouldn't have to be like worrying if i'm going to do quality work and if that is then you need to develop a little bit more but like i think that when you're when you take yourself out of that space where it's like okay i don't want to fucking shoot content i don't want to shoot a scene I want to spend an hour to two hours like and get one photo out of it or I want to go find a place that looks really unique or I want to do something that is just going to even just take me out of that headspace. That's one of the reasons why like in my work I do a lot of stuff in series like a lot of people have seen the smoke and color stuff that I that I do Mm -hmm. or they've seen like the the deeper stuff that I used to shoot back in the day like the reason I would do that was to take myself out of the headspace of just like showing up to set, uh, telling people what positions to get in, telling somebody to hold this position while I get another angle or get the photo. Like, yeah, arch your back. Yeah, exactly. Point your your toes, (laughs) point your toes while your legs are behind your head. You know, like just it, that kind of stuff. It's like, that's the attention to detail that's required for that work. But at the same time, it's like, that's fucking boring after a while. Like it's not, it's not as fun. I mean, there are days on set, like the other day, like I said, I had, I had Rachel Starr and Scott Nails, who are two of my favorite performers, shooting a boy-girl scene, and they were fucking awesome. They were great. It was like no communication necessary. I didn't have to explain to them the positions that I wanted them in. They've both yeah. been in the business for over 10 years, longer, well, well longer than I have been, and... I don't have to tell Rachel what she looks good doing. I don't have yeah. to tell Scott she how knows, to. Like, I don't have to tell to Scott how to have sex with somebody for the camera. <laughs> like I could just let them go, and I tell them how much time I need, and I tell them this is the overall idea, what we're trying to get across, and yeah. I want you two to have sex, and I want you to like pretend I'm not even in the room, and I'll work around you guys. And those scenes are amazing because 
you get you get people who know what they're doing and you don't have to worry about it flow and you can and that's a day that like at the end of the day i was like i didn't even feel like i was at work and that was awesome but you know for the most part it's work it's really work and if we shoot something like the spider going thing or we shoot you know or we're doing a photo shoot that isn't necessarily i'm like here's this meant, weird idea i have yeah <laughs> or it's like if it's not like necessarily meant the harley for quinn content, thing right like, then like we i just barely showed fun. i didn't like yeah. i don't think i even showed anything in the harley quinn things no no mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, i was but that's, like here I'm gonna pay you just, to drive that's out also to the like, desert and right. like but that's just like having nothing. fun and that's that's enjoyable that's yeah. ultimately that's like what but that's, you do that's this why for. i like it's like as much as i like to make um the the content that most of my fans have discovered and found me through i also like making the content that's like really fun for me to make where i can really like flex my creativity because the fans that then find me and support me that way they're like oh shit like this other stuff is cool too and it's like it doesn't make me money. It costs me money to do it, but I just like to do it. it and... go, yeah, it always comes down to a very simple concept, <clears throat> and that is to like, and I, I tell this to people when they are, they're either asking me about my career, they're asking about like how I made the jump to doing what I do, and how I kind of took this like 180 from my old life to what I do now. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, find, I don't care what it is. Find what it is that you're passionate about. Find something that you love enough that you'd be willing to sacrifice the things that are making you unhappy now that you might need to make a living. Figure out what that is and go and do it. Just go for it. It doesn't matter if it's a hobby. Uh, if that thing's gonna make, if that thing's gonna improve the quality of your life, then do it. You know, <clears throat> you owe it to yourself because people the, need to like respect themselves enough to realize that you're putting your own limitations on yourself because it's like, even if you have an, a thought, right, or an idea of something that you want to try, like, you have no guarantee of how that's going to go. <clears throat> and that's scary. Right. But it's like, if you don't try at all, and I know that people say this all the time, but if you don't try at all, you'll always regret not trying it. it or if you see someone else succeed at it, then it'd be like, sure. well, what if, I, you know, what if I had done it, you know, or... Or you have kids someday and try to force it on them, you know, like. Yeah, I think I think it's it's super. Even if I'm, you fail, at least you tried. You I know, am like. so lucky, and I tell I I will say this till the day I die. I am very very lucky that I get an opportunity to do something that I adore, which was photography, and that I didn't start doing photography professionally until I was in my thirties, and now I've been doing it for fifteen years, and it's, you know, it's. I, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it before I even decided to switch careers. And I'm really lucky that I get to do a thing that I love and make a living doing it. It definitely has its complications because those waters get muddied a lot where I'm frustrated at the professional side of things. And it kind of like will take me away from the thing that I, the, the reasons that I got into doing it in the first place. But you know that the idea of that still remains like you have to you have to go after things that you find are important otherwise you'll spend your whole life like being stressed out over shit that just doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and um you know at least now when i'm stressed out 
about, you know, like the stuff we were talking about before where I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, you know, I, I need my team or my crew to like make a living. And yeah. those things are frustrating, you know, but at the end of it, I know that at the core of all of those issues is a decision that I made that I'm very comfortable with and I'm happy with. And I know that like, I wouldn't change anything of, yeah. you know, and what, what brought me to that. So all the bullshit that I'm dealing with, if this was all, if I was worried about the stuff that I'm worried about with my crew and the job that I have now, and it was doing something that I absolutely fucking hate, I would, I would figure out a way to not come up from the deep end of a pool. Like I just, I just would like, there would be absolutely no reason for me to do that because I spent well <clears throat> over 10 years doing that before. And I had no will to continue. I had no will to like stick it out anymore. It was entirely soul sucking. And it's amazing to me when I see people living their entire lives in that kind of like stayed stuck existence where they won't take a chance on themselves. You know, it's like that it's, you you just have to do it. And a lot of people don't understand that when we'll have the conversation and you just need to get to a point in your life where that all of a sudden resonates with you. And it happens with everybody. Some people, mm-hmm. I wish it had happened in my 20s. I wish it had happened when I got out of college. I wish I hadn't spent all the years that I had like figuring out. I was like, I was a, I was a tinkerer, you know, it was like, I'm going to be a musician. I'm going to be a computer programmer. I'm going to be a graphic design guy. I'm going to do CGI stuff. I, you know, I had I'm my doing marketing, <laughs> right. I had my hands in everything. And then when, I left, like, then when oh. I left school, I got into a fucking marketing job. Because I, I had no, because I wasn't committed to anything, and so when you're not committed to anything, all of a sudden you, life is like, yeah, and you're just like here, and then you're like, and then it's like you have this moment where you're like, my twenties, yeah, I like ended my, up in my, my whole twenties was just like this blur of just like, yeah. and it's like I felt like this moment, and it's like I've told you this before, but like I had this moment where I, it just like clicked in my head, and I was like. Oh, I'm actually an adult now and I don't want to put up with this anymore. Being 35, (laughs) being 35 and married and realizing that like an entire decade went by where I didn't really focus on like being happy and like that reality and that realization was really fucking wild. Like that was, it was crazy to be like, oh wait. I'm 35. Like I did this. I hate what I do. Right. I hate what I do for a living. I married a person I'm no longer in love with. And I'm like, this is my life. And like having that moment, I would love for people to be able to avoid that moment. I would have loved to avoid it myself. I mean, I'm fortunate in that those things taught me lessons that like I realize now. But at the same time, like that. Sorry, I thought you were pointing at me. I didn't. I was looking at the periphery. Yeah, I know, but I thought you were like you. I don't know. I wasn't like pointing at you. I haven't seen you in a minute, so I don't know if you had a new thing like. Like this guy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. Like if you've if you've realized, <laughs> I don't have like, like a thing. You're like some things have changed in my life, and I do this now. <laughs> a point. I fucking point. <laughs> That's what happens but when you don't see me. I don't want to be rude. Bit. I fucking point. Now. But I don't want to be rude, so I point with my fist. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's. I'm trying I, I, to wear this like really conservative thing, and I'm trying to relax. Yet somehow, ain't nothing conservative about them titties. You know what I'm they saying? They keep me trying to. Not me. I'm trying to be so YouTube friendly mm. and just be like, look at my cute. She's fish like, look, smile. I have a flannel and bangs. I'm super <laughs> cute now. 
Yeah, but yeah, I, I just think like, I just, I want people, I don't ever want to like go on a motivational speaking circuit, but I want people, <laughs> I want people to fucking wake the fuck up and do something that makes them happy. Like, I don't think that's that, that's Thank not you. a lot to ask people. It's Dude, not a lot to like. I feel like, why do I feel like this is coming up every time almost that I've talked to someone on here and it's like. Because I, I had this conversation with my friend Marie, and it was like, if you could have any job in the world, what would you have? Like, if all jobs paid the same, right? Same amount of time of work mm-hmm. and everything. And she's like, think about it, because like, it could be anything, right? And I was like, I don't have to think about it, because it would be the job that I have right now. I get to like entertain people, and I don't even mean just like you know sexual gratification, which is obviously true, but... Most of the time when I do like live streams with people, we're just hanging out, we're talking, we're vibing, we're just having a conversation. And I think that I value that so much about my job over yeah. almost anything else. Whether it's like sitting here talking to you or like other people here, whether it's live streaming with my fans, mm. whether it's just posting stuff or like interacting with uh, question and answers on Instagram. You know, even though it's funny and, you know, people people like to watch. And I think it's fun to entertain people. So the idea that people think that whether my body or my personality is entertaining enough to pay me to entertain them, I find that so cool, so flattering. And I'm literally, like, so, like, stoked and honored, like, by that. I don't think I really deserve it. I don't personally think I'm that funny. <laughs> well, you but. Like, you guys I don't are think cool. you're that funny either, but you deserve your success. Well, but, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think you're funny either. That's awesome. Um, yeah. you, you keep me. You keep me grounded. I, um, I think your head that, is big enough. I don't yeah, need to inflate it. Pretty physically, it's just, <laughs> it just takes up a lot of space. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that if like for me, I think the number one thing that I like I, I think of this often because it's 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 a fantasy I have yeah. is if I woke up one day and I just had money was no longer an object and I didn't have to worry about uh, making you know, a, a quote unquote living and I just could do whatever I want. I would do exactly what I do now, I except know. I would just have more toys. I know you and would. I and would, I know yeah. that about you. And that's why I fucking love that. Because and you're I, just like, this is what yeah, I Yeah, Nothing would change except I'd have a lot more expensive shit to work with. <laughs> I'd have a compound <clears throat> where I would shoot all of my own stuff. I would build a movie studio in my own fucking plot of land on the same land that I have my house and I would literally walk to work and work would just you be just have, like can, can you have like a little go-kart like yeah a, I mean I could get like could a golf, you have, like, a a golf, golf cart, cart or but could yeah. it have like um a flag on it and it's yeah. like girth oh my god you know I can't believe you said <laughs> we won't go back to that name um do you yeah. still have my phone I know I know but you <laughs> I had uh, I I came up with a stage name for a minute, and the name was uh, when I was when I was much when I was a much larger man. Uh, my name for a while was Girth Brooks, and uh, I kind of I went whole ham with it too. I had business cards made up and like had a cartoon character made. Of Marcus myself. has a lot of personalities going on in his head. Yeah, um, Girth so. Brooks was one of them, but. Uh, yeah, I don't like I, the, the, the second somebody called me girthy on set. I was like, oh, that, that feels bad. That doesn't feel good. Could it just be like GB? <laughs> GB. <laughs> no, it's too it's too close to Garth. I don't want but people wait, to ask where you, I buried the bodies. Would you wear the chains? If you had like your compound, would you wear the chains? 
Sure, I'd but do whatever the, the fuck is, I want if I well, had a compound, but like... You couldn't wear a black shirt under mm-hmm. a button shirt. You would have to wear no shirt under it yes. and have it unbuttoned. And probably you would have to put like... What's the stuff that makes men's hair grow? Rogaine? You'd, on your chest. On my chest? More. It needs I mean, more and chains. And then you have your... My you chest hair is pretty cart. weak. But you have yeah, your I golf cart. Yeah. Can it be purple? Yeah, of course. It'd be whatever whatever you want it to be. Like, I could literally have a golf cart for every person that wants me to have a golf cart in a color. But wait, we're want. saying that all money is the same. We didn't say that you have, like, unlimited money. So where did all this come from? Did I'm you, like, saying, win the lottery? I'm saying that... Did you no, win no. the lottery, friend? Did sure. you win bingo? Did your mom win bingo? Yeah, my Finally. mom won bingo. She won it yeah, big. she won it big. And, but, oh, but you have it now. But that's the thing. That But that is the thing. Like, that... Like, nothing would change. Yeah. And I think that's the most important part. Like, for me, like, that question, there's no fantasy world that I would live in where if I could do anything I want, I would just get out of this place. And I'm just like, no, I I love what I do. (laughs) I would do exactly the same thing. I would just do it on my own terms. I wouldn't work for anybody. Uh, I would be only subject to my own expectations and my own wants and desires. And, like... And I'm pretty close to living that now. I just have the stress of still having to work for other people and deliver a product that other people expect of me. But um, it's pretty fucking close to what I would want ideally for myself. And then on the side, you still get to produce like your own kind of shit with people as well. So it's like, it's kind of like good. And you know, it's like, it's still good. It's mm -hmm. like, it's just ideally not having to work for someone else, but still it's not. It's not bad. I love the fact that like I'm at a point in my career now where people can contact me and they want me to shoot them and there isn't this like set of things where they're sending me like lookbooks that are from other photographers. Like they're basically trusting me. Yeah, they're like, I want your stuff. Yeah, they're they're trusting me to shoot them in the way that they know that I would shoot them. And then they're like, and that that goes for content too. What happened? Who's killing who? They keep, they they keep uh, pushing my mom's chemo like later and later in the day. It's weird. She had to go in for like some orientation thing at mm-hmm. first, and it was like two or three hours. And then they told my dad, they're like, "Oh, you can pick her up at four. And now he's like, "No, they're saying it's gonna be until like after five. But she's doing the, uh, she's doing the IV chemo this mm-hmm. time, so she's <clears> not like she's not stoked at all. She got to do pills the last time. And mm-hmm. so she was like looking forward to that again. But they're like, no, this is way more serious this Fuck. time. So should be all right. She's going to be all right. Um, but yeah. So speaking of my mom, who has uh, ovarian cancer and is undergoing chemo, my mother uh, worked for 44 years in a job that she did not love, she was not passionate about. And then when it came time to retire, She's just been bored. And I see that. I'm very close with my parents, and I see that every day. And that is the last thing I would ever want for myself is to live out the rest of my days uh, not having pursued things. Yeah, and not having pursued things that I was, like, passionate about or that I loved or to wake up in my 70s and realize that I'm not passionate about anything. Um, That's a really sad existence. And as much as I love my mother and as much as... 
everything that she's done for me has given me the opportunity to have the life that I have. And I would never give that up for anything. Uh, it's something that motivates me to no end because I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for other people. I don't want that for her, but there's no changing that now. Once you get to a certain age, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like go to camp? Like, (laughs) you know, so it is is what it is. Yeah. But you know, like having, having witnessed that and having seen that, having seen that moment come to fruition where it was like, you almost, you almost visually see it rushing into somebody's head. Like, Oh, I don't know what to do with myself. And to see somebody questioning like their own value as well. Like, like what, what do I bring to this life or this world anymore? And like, luckily, you know, she has a family and like she does, but, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, I don't want that. That's one of the things that I've been saying. And one of the ways that I've been trying to be is that uh, one of the things that I never had was like self worth. And it's like, you need that. Because when mm-hmm. it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's like, even if you have a partner, even if you have friends, people come and go, whether it's, you know, an untimely demise, whether it's like a sure. falling out, whether it's this or that, you know, when it comes down to it, you only have yourself at the end. And I kind of feel like when you have value in yourself and you see that, then it's less likely, number one, that you're going to be taken advantage of. And number two, that you're going to attract other people who also not only have like their own self-worth and value, but mm. at the same time see yours and respect that and actually contri- like contribute to yours, sure. you contribute to theirs. And I feel like you just end up having a better, closer circle of people who are more meaningful rather than just this broad swath of people that you're trying to keep up with who really don't care what's going on with you. You don't really care what's going on with them. And at the end of the day, why is it necessary to have so many connections? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like connections, yeah. connections are necessary, but I don't think that people need to be necessarily so invested in so many people at once because you can't really give someone the kind of attention that you right. need to, to foster a relationship that is actually meaningful if you're diverting your attention to so many people in so many directions, you know, because then people just become like, you're, you know, collecting, collecting friends, you're collecting likes and none of that, none of that matters at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, none of those people really know the real you because you can only give so much of yourself to so many people. And then who are you? Like, do you even know at the end of the day? Because you're, you, if you have that many people that you're trying to impress, you're putting on so many different faces for so many different people to try to keep everybody mm-hmm. happy yep. to keep this broad circle that couldn't give two shits less about you because where are they when you actually need them because they only know the surface value that you give to them so that's as much as they're invested you sleep on your own you die on your own and so the idea that your responsibility mm-hmm. is to make a bunch of other people happy uh, with your life and then to ignore yourself in the process is kind of silly. Like you have to figure out like what's, Im- what's important to you and what makes you happy. And it's funny cause like I've been told by several people that they're like, man, you really have your shit together. I'm like, no, I, I don't. Not have my I shit do not together. have my shit together. I have one thing together. <laughs> work in fucking I have, progress, I have one thing together that I've worked really hard at and I'm able to kind of articulate what that means. And I'm able to articulate how meaningful that is to me, but I'm a mess just like everybody else. 
but it's amazing how much better off you feel when you have just one thing that yeah. you can kind of like you know put all your chips down on and say like this I'm going all in on this thing and this is what I care about and this is what I'm going to do and yeah I'd love to you know maybe by the time I die I'll understand like how to deal with finances and I'll understand how to not spend money on toys and <laughs> how to have more cameras than I need and, and make the mistakes that I make and I'll always make those mistakes and like that's of course, fine but we, but we all do and and they're not necessarily mistakes because it's like hey right. sometimes you need to play and sometimes yeah. you need to to give yourself mm -hmm. those wins where even if even if it doesn't work out it's like hey I enjoyed this process yeah. I enjoyed this for what it was at the time for what it was, it brought me enjoyment. And it's like, I think that life should more be spent trying to find those moments of enjoyment that are memorable because it's like, for all the, all of, all the parties you go to, all the events that you'll have, the things that will stick out the most, I feel like, are always the meaningful conversations that you'll have with people and the moments where you really feel connected to the person that you're with. Right. Because you know everything else is just kind of like npc like background noise you know mm -hmm. it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's it's funny because uh i've had conversations with my dad about my grandfather and uh every my grandfather and i shared the same birthday and so every year my dad will bring something up about my grandfather and and i I very pointedly said to him, I'm like, you know, I don't really remember much about my relationship with him. And I said, and my, my dad was kind of taken aback by that. And I was like, when we die, we're dead, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I get that, like, I get that we, we hold certain things close to us, but, you know, I don't expect, I don't expect the world to grieve for me when I'm gone, yeah. you know? And if there's going to be that moment. I mean, we just had we just had a few people pass in the adult industry over the last month yeah. and um you know it's all very sad but it's you know I, I mean people have already forgotten about the last batch of people who passed away and you know this is all this all goes this all goes away like we you know there there's a there's people very forget. few of us that, yeah and there's very few of us that are even going to be memorable enough to be in an encyclopedia i mean i guess you can be in a wikipedia but who the fuck cares? But like, but I think that like, I've, I don't like the thing is that I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are trying to live in a way that they'll be remembered. Right. But the problem is that at some point everybody forgets whether it's exactly. because the people that truly did remember and retain it are gone because the stories get changed because of this or that. So really the only thing that matters is trying to live the happiest way that you can exactly. while you're here while you have the time that you have and for me it's like okay you know i have people it's like oh try to do this thing of entertaining be famous well i am entertaining to a couple people on my OnlyFans, and i'm doing this for fun because i want to have fun so the thing to me is yeah. i just want to have fun i spent all of my 20s not having very much fun i didn't really like it, it wasn't fun yeah it was not a fun time yep. so I would like to have fun. And if me having fun entertains a few people, then that's really cool. And I think that is pretty pretty cool. And I get to sit here and talk to my friends. And it's like, I don't give a shit if people don't remember me tomorrow. I think we only have a responsibility for our lives to have meaning to us. Yes. And that's like what 
it, at the end of the day, that's what needs to happen. I think that's like you just have to find what that is. You have to yeah, find but, what your you know, what that meaning is. It's like you. no, I don't expect people to remember me. I don't expect like you know, there's there's only there's only so many spots open for Albert Einstein's of the world and for Mozart's and Beethoven's and Da Vinci's and and uh, and people. Well, I'll remember you until life. at least I'm dead. Right? Yeah. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna man. I'm going to hold these memories that I have of you until I'm no longer around. And yeah, until my brain is dead. And then but I, be gone. But so. I remember saying to my dad, I'm like, well, I'm hey, not going to tell anyone else about you because I don't want anyone <laughs> else to remember you. <laughs> I, told, I told my dad, I told my dad, I was like, hey, I love you. And, you know, eventually you're going to be gone. And, and I'm like, and it's going to suck. But then eventually I'm going to get to a point in my life where I have to think hard about you to remember the time that we had together because that's how life works and I was like you don't think about your dad every day you don't think about my grandfather every day you don't and I know you don't and if you tell me that you do you're fucking lying so that's the truth of it like eventually when we go you did you you kind of like you did you kind of vaporize into the ether and Mm -hmm. that's just what it is so knowing that that's the case What's the best way that you can live your life other than to make it meaningful for yourself right now? Yes. Because at we the end of the day, it's because right. Because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Well, yeah. And, and it's like, and if what you're doing isn't bringing harm to people, yeah. then it's like, and if it's, and if it's what's working for you, and if it's what you enjoy, then do it. And it's like, you know, try, try little things out. Maybe you don't know what it is that you like. I had to try a lot of different things out in life before I realized different things that I yeah. like and don't like with people, with activities, with a bunch of things. But just try it. Put yourself out there a little bit. Like, what else are you fucking doing? Like, you've been on Netflix for too long. You're watching this right now. You could be doing something else. You're watching me do something. And I'm not saying that you should necessarily stop that. But she I'm thinks saying, you should still watch her do stuff. Well, it's I'm very important to her that you should, stop. You should pause this, right? <laughs> Pause it. Go do something and come back to it. Go do something when you're tired. Come back. (laughs) Welcome back. What are you doing right now? You're watching me do stuff. What? Oh, wait. Don't stop watching. Wait. I need you to stop watching. Wait a minute. But no, seriously. I I just wish more people would try to go do stuff. That's all. I just think that I think that people would benefit a lot from branching outside their comfort zone. And I know it's super fucking hard, but it's it's true. Like the more that you do, the more that you want to do, the less you do. The less you want to do, body in motion tends to stay in motion. Yeah, I mean, I, I in in a span of one year, I had, I was no longer in my career that I had worked really hard to hate, and uh, I was no longer married, and I had chosen a new profession and moved across the country with very little safety net, and uh, I, I can't, I just remember being completely done with everything that was going on in my life at the time and I came to the realization that if my friends were going to be my friends they were going to be my friends and if my family was going to love me they were going to love me regardless of if I was down the street or if I was across the country Mm -hmm. and uh, all the excuses that I had made for years and talked myself out of moving or talked myself out of doing anything I was out of those excuses I couldn't do it anymore and I was like if I don't do this now 
I'm going to spend the rest of my life regretting that I didn't take a chance on doing this. And everybody owes it to themselves at some point to just say, fuck it, I'm going to go do this. And if it doesn't work out, I'll figure it out. Um, And a lot of people would come back to me and say like, yeah, well, I don't have the opportunity. It's like, I mean, you're, you've already lost the idea that you would come back to that simple statement or that idea and say like, yeah, well, not everybody's, it's like, okay, then fuck off. Like go, you know, go work at Seven Eleven. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Seven Eleven's a bad job. I'm not no, saying they're working like just... those things are fine. If that's what you want for yourself, that's totally fine. But the idea that those things are an excuse for you to not take a chance on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're just making excuses for yeah, yourself. It's the same. It's the same as, and I'll yourself. say this, I'll say this now and people can give me shit for it. Not that anybody's watching, but like, just kidding. I'm joking. it's true. <laughs> no, but, Nobody. <laughs> Not taking a chance on yourself is the same thing as going to church and expecting that God has the answers. Because the number one thing that religion teaches you is not to believe in yourself because you're fucking too busy believing in other shit. And so, (laughs) so this idea that like, Like, this idea that the answers are going to come from somewhere else, or if I work really hard and I just put my nose to the grindstone and don't pay attention, then things will magically work themselves out. It's not going to happen. You know, the same way that you're not going to, you know, the, the, God's not going to answer your prayers and all of that bullshit. Like it doesn't happen. The only person that you should be having belief in is yourself. And the only person that you should be counting on is you because nobody else is going to come to your fucking rescue. Well, my thing is kind of like now I'm not religious, but I get it. Like people want to have their thing. But the biggest thing that I always think is like, if there's the God and I've said this before, on a different one of these, you guys have listened. Maybe, I don't know. Probably not. But um, it's it's like you just, you don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. But if there's a God and he made this big, beautiful, complex world that we live in, you think that it was like, hey, you're going to live in the suburb, have two and a half children, work a job that you hate to pay off a mortgage and other massive debts that you've incurred to impress people that you don't like until the day that you die and never go outside of the state except maybe Florida on vacation every other year. You think that's what God wanted? No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's, I don't it's... think so. I don't think that we were meant to like hate our existence here. You know, like why do you think that the, why do you think the depression rates are so high? You know, people are miserable. I don't think that we were meant to just like kill ourselves working I, and, oh, yeah, for and until sure. the day no. that we die, like, and just being miserable and just being part of these cogs and these machines of giant corporations that couldn't give two shits less about us. I go crazy when I'm not working, not because I don't have a physical place to go to or that I'm not. It, it, it's more like I feel like if I go for a few days without shooting, I just start to feel stagnant. It just yeah. feels bad. I, I feel shitty, but I'll, it's not like I have a hard time taking a day off because I right. feel lazy but and 20, I'm just like, oh, I just kind of want to make yeah. something today. Like, 20 wanna... years ago when I was working in my old career, I would have loved to have a week straight off where I didn't have to think about going to work. Like that's a complete paradigm shift. Like when mm-hmm. you're, when the motivation for getting back to work is because you feel stagnant and you don't feel like you're moving forward yeah. as opposed to like, fuck, I just want, can I just get a fucking week off so I can sit yeah. around and do oh nothing? Oh my God, I can't wait till my vacation yeah. time kicks in. Yeah, like, it's like, oh. it's those same people that like, you know, they're counting the days till they retire and then it's like, and then what? 
Hope you have a fucking plan because it's going to be really boring. And it's know? like the difference, like, and, and some people like bitch and complain, right? But some people love that environment and that's their shit. Like they love that. And that's super cool because we, there's people like that. Well, and some people cool. love and that, people but that, and that that's way. like, I worked with people in my old career that were passionate about that career. <clears throat> so to them, what I hated was what they loved and they were completely bought in to that and good for them like yeah. that's you found that thing go with it do it yeah but it's i would not... never shit on somebody's reasons for loving what they do no but it's not but... for everyone what i'm saying is that right. i just kind of feel like sometimes if people are if people feel miserable if they feel unhappy then it's like it's up to you because no one else can like no one else can exactly pinpoint it for you and whether it's therapy whether it's you know, whatever kind of self-exploration that you need to find to find the things in life that truly bring you joy. And I don't just mean like momentary happiness, like, oh, I'm sad. I'm going to go like internet, you know, retail therapy. <laughs> like I'm saying like, truly, what are things in life that when you're doing them, you enjoy it, you have fun, you're truly invested in what you're doing in the time that you're doing it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a different job because even if you have a job that you hate, maybe you can have something outside of that that you're just like, oh, I don't give a shit about work because this is what I get to do on, mm -hmm. on these times, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a hobby or, you know, some some side hustle, like selling shit on Etsy, maybe make wood, like wood tables and shit. I don't fucking know. But it's like, I feel like people need to definitely stop looking at, other people's happiness to try to find what makes them happy and instead just start exploring shit mm -hmm. because until you're actually like trying what's out there and like just flip through some idea books and just think oh maybe this would be interesting to try and if it sucks at least you tried it and you can fucking laugh and joke about it like it's not yeah. you know just take a fucking chance like don't be so don't be so yep mean. yeah i'm i'm always going to be <laughs> i'm always going to be thankful for the like the fact that nobody nobody got in my way when I finally decided that I was going to do this thing mm -hmm. like nobody stopped me and tried to talk me out of it people thought it was crazy they were like yeah. what are you doing like you're moving to Las Vegas what the fuck is in Las Vegas <laughs> I'm like I don't know uh, I just know that it. it's, <laughs> well I know that it's not here yeah it's a completely different place mm -hmm. and I need out of where I am right now because being in this same place is going to lead me to making the decisions that bring me back to the same place over and over again. I'm never going to leave. Yeah. And, uh, just got sick of the rut. Yeah. And you know, and I, I think that like my parents have always been, they've never really like held me back. Like whenever I wanted to do something different, they were supportive. They had their limits where they're like, yeah, go ahead, do it. You're on your own. That's fine. But like, I, I held myself back for so many years. I remember being married and like having opportunities to transfer and move to other cities in the world to like just transfer offices and work in a different spot. And whether it was allowing my wife to talk me out of it at the time for whatever reason or talking myself out of it, um, never making the jump because I was afraid. I was afraid that like, oh, you know, what if things don't work out? What if what if the job like doesn't work out here? I can't, you know, I can't make it here or whatever. And then, and I realized that all of that doubt had to do with like not really caring enough about what I was doing mm -hmm. at the time. Like 
Yeah, there you just was no doubt. Enough yeah, to to care about what was happening, and so you didn't care enough to change it. I had and every reason to have <clears> doubt <throat> doing what I decided to do as a photographer. I had but absolutely no clients. I had no reason no, to like think that like, I was going to make is, it. But you, but I you just followed just, like, what I wanted what to do. do. Yeah, and I love I'm going to make it work. And what's cool is that, like, what you said about your parents, like, they were like, "Okay, they do it." And it's cool because. Actually, a lot of performers that I've talked to here, like their their families know, and they've actually said, you know, that they've had a lot of support. And I know that a lot of people don't, mm -hmm. but for me, I never realized that I would have any support from my parents until I was like thrust into the position of being forced yeah. to tell them sure. what I did. And it was like it was such a cool experience and like such a relief. And I have so much more like like freedom. It's like this big like pit was just like. Whew, Gone. Well, it's also it's like too, I don't have to feel the shame because they don't make me feel any shame. Well, it's whatsoever. also, it's but it, like, it's also too like they can see the person you are, exactly. And like they've seen the person. But I never become, thought that they right. had that scope just because yeah. of the way that my childhood was. But I think their divorce kind of helped, mm -hmm. you know, ease a lot of that tension that was between them and kind of probably by proxy taken out um, in less healthy ways, especially since they were much more like, yeah, I mean, if time, you, so. if you had the same conversation about your career and you showed up with a bunch of fucking needle marks and you were tweaking or whatever, and like, and you were like, oh. Hey, just so you know, I've <laughs> really, I made story. a decision. I'm going to, yeah. Like that, you know, oh, it's fuck, a lot of it. So much water. Jesus. It, it has so much oh, to do with like, clearly this, the decision to do what you're doing is not like, you know, it hasn't impacted you negatively and it's like it's turned you into a shitty person like yeah. you take care of yourself i think i'm a cool you do well for now. yourself of course yeah but you're also I'm funnier like now because i've had a lot of bad shit happen to me so yeah well you have you have you've been through you've been through some shit and i mean we've all been through we've all been through shit, shit though it's but, just like but i think like coming out the other end of it and not and like and being able to turn being in this industry you know right there just my neck my back <laughs> yeah How's your crack? Is your crack all right? Is your crack also hurt? My crack is fine. Dude, I'm telling you. I want to tell you later. Even, I don't want to talk about it right now, but like. Is it a poop story? No. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. I'm just going to tell you. I don't, I don't care. Okay. I gave myself adult diaper rash because I wear a wet bikini. <laughs> like only a wet bikini for like four days. Because I was just, like, spending all the time in the pool and then, like, coming into the cold and, like, going out. And, um... <laughs> I was so ashamed. You're the only person. I was, like... <laughs> and then I was, like, what's happening? I can't and then, shoot. I have adult diaper rash. And I go to the doctor and she's, like, everything's fine. But you've you have so diaper rash. Did she did she pull your legs way back and then put talcum powder on your bottom? No, no. no she just looks bad. at it and she goes, "Damn, that's red." It could have been a pretty cool like little piece of content. <laughs> She's like, "Here's here's fucking steroid cream," so I put my Aww. my butt on steroids. So Aww. I'm hoping it gets really big. Yeah, I'm hoping my butt just gets like <laughs> diaper rash gains. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so. I think we've gone I think we've gone, I think we've gone for a really yeah. long time. I might even make this two episodes because it's like a long yeah. time. Yeah. 
I'm sure everybody will be clamoring for a part two. I'm sure everyone. You might just want to edit it down. No, I'm going to make it two. All right. That's fine. Because that takes care of like one less episode. (laughs) Right. I mean, you want to give, you want to give those five viewers their money's worth. I do. And to be fair, it's free. So it's kind of like, it's like what you see is what you get. It's free. What are you going to tell me to, to, you know, tone it down? Yeah, tone it down for the two. Cut that short. It's cut it, free. Cut it shorter. Stop, Stop talking so fucking much. All right. All right well, I All guess right, so we do you have any final? No. Do you have any final words um, for our viewers today? Uh, Look at that camera and talk one? into the mic. What this are you, camera or that, that one? one? Into the um, close. To quote the men on the plane in airplane who spoke jive. Lay them down and smack them, yak them.